Hello and a very warm welcome to this edition of the Africa Legal Podcast. Now, Africa Legal, in partnership with the UK Ministry of Justice and Great Legal Services, are hosting a series of events in Johannesburg, South Africa, from the 31st of August to the 1st of September. Now, the Wednesday 31st August event is a panel discussion and networking event entitled Law at an International Level. Now, this has a specific focus on the benefits of qualifying to practice in multiple jurisdictions. Now, sadly, we only have four places on this event panel, but thanks to the wonders of the Africa Legal Podcast, we have the opportunity to speak with several more amazing dual-qualified African lawyers. I am therefore thrilled today to be joined by CDH Partner, Incorporating Kaiti Law, Industrials Expert and fellow podcaster via her fantastic Jerry Talks Law series. I am talking about Jerry Magasha. Jerry, a very warm welcome to this podcast and let's dive right into some questions. You are dual qualified in England and Wales and your local market or now local market of Kenya. But what did this road to dual qualification look like? And I'm thinking, you know, what first motivated it? How far along are you? And and what does the future hold? Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, first of all. And it's really an honor to be uh, one of the people that you're talking to. So, um, the road to qualification was long and winding, as you can imagine. Um, I first did my degree in England, so I was qualified and I got my LLB. And then I went to law school and got my LPC. I got a training contract at Oric Harrington and Sutcliffe, and then I qualified um, as a solicitor in London. So uh, it was a, a long haul. I also did a master's somewhere in between. And so from that perspective, when Some, I went... somewhere. In- you just fitted um, fitted in the masters. <laughs> fitted in an LLM somewhere in between. Uh, between deciding on the training contract and, and also the solicitor route and also the barrister route, I did do pup- many pupillages at uh, barristers' chambers to see what it, the experience would be like. Uh, and I worked in Camden Council, you know, many office-type office, office type jobs to see what the corporate world would be like. Um and then um, when I came home, it was a question of qualifying in Kenya as a as an advocate. That's what we're called here. And it was pretty straightforward because of my qualifications in the UK. And then um, I was able to get both the qualification here and my UK qualification and then therefore become duly qualified. It's fantastic. And and. What does the future hold specifically with regard to how you leverage your your dual qualified status? You know, it it, it leads me to a more specific question around what you see as the key benefits that dual qualification has has brought you. I'm thinking, are you mostly realising value through being able to offer advice and services distinct to each separate jurisdiction? Or is there real value in being able to deliver on mandates which which span and interact with both systems? Mm. Well, Kenyan law emanates really from uh, UK law in in terms of the Commonwealth and in terms of uh, jurisprudence, in terms of precedence. And so transitioning um, from the UK to uh, Kenya was very easy in terms of understanding um, the law and its application. Uh, the benefits of being duly qualified, and I would just say that for me, it was about the ability to work uh, across uh, countries. So to be able to work in England and also to work in Kenya, but also to say that you have um, an extra um, 
notch on your bedpost. Is that is that the right word? Um, I think we can allow it. <laughs> can we allow it? Um, and just to say that you have that extra qualification. And if documents, for example, in my MA practice need to be uh, English law documents, then we can sign off on those. Any opinions that are English law based, can I can sign off on those as well. And just to add that, you know, I'm trying to cover a multidimensional type of practice in, in terms of I also speak French, so I want to access West African um, uh, you know, clients as well. And so I'm off, I'm trying to offer a, a broader service than just a, a Kenyan service. And that's the added value of being able to say that I'm dual, dual qualified um, in this market. Well, Jerry, there's nothing else to say, but mon dieu. Fantastic. <laughs> you are so funny. And I have to say that your your pronunciation is excellent. I have to say that. Merci. Uh, no, my, my French is still very, very uh, uh, schoolboy. Um, but I think this is this is really interesting because, you know, you mentioned being able to sign off on English law documents and so on. I mean, the time saving potential there is often huge. I'm interested, though, do you find more of a benefit in actually winning work that has that multi-jurisdictional component? Or is it the time and... Um, and even resource-saving benefits of dual qualification are they are they in equilibrium with the value that those two kind of offer, or is one more of a standout? I think that definitely the ability to say that you have an English qualified lawyer on your bench makes the bench deeper, and mm. definitely clients have been interested in specifically in banking uh, transactions where uh, a legal opinion is required and is an English legal opinion and only a UK qualified lawyer can sign off on that, um, then that has been definitely one of the reasons why the work has been has been won. In terms of M&A and private equity transactions, I think um, being able to understand UK law documents or you know, principles um, is, is a confidence booster for clients emanating out of those um, jurisdictions or even European jurisdictions. Uh, and so from a time-saving perspective and uh, a confidence-boosting perspective for clients, I think it, it, it has both uh, attributes uh, and we've been able to leverage that. So that's great. For sure. And, and you know, you mentioned M&A and private equity specifically there. Do you feel there are other sectors or additional practice areas where this dual qualification status r- really shines or is it predominantly within that the, the M&A space? I would say the M&A space, well, the corporate space, um, just to put that in general terms, and then maybe in the litigation space and, you know, trying to enforce judgments or understanding uh, an arbitration clause that's an English law governed arbitration or dispute resolution clause that's going to be based in in the UK. And, you know, for, for, I mean, I guess centuries, the UK law has been seen as the predominant um, you know, the safer jurisdiction to, to mm-hmm, sure. litigate in and also the safer jurisdiction to have your, your you know, your documents or your judgments enforced in. And so a lot of uh, corporate commercial transactions in the, on the African continent have been UK law based. Um, and long may that continue, um, you know, given Brexit. So I want to, I would be interested to see if that is the case um uh, following Brexit, because I'm hearing uh, a lot of German or at least European-based um, judgments, or at least uh, enforcement of judgments in in different uh, jurisdictions, not necessarily the UK. Germany being one of them, for sure. And I think time will tell. But if we have seen anything, the resilience 
of English law and its adaptability, uh, flexibility to some degree. Let's let's hope that that stays and it can retain its its prominent position there. Uh, now, Definitely. a bit of a, an, an introspective question to to finish with. Uh, we are we are keeping these these podcast episodes. Um, Un- abnormally short, as as most of our <laughs> listeners will know, I I tend to rabbit on for for a long time, but we're short and sweet on these. And I'm I'm interested. What advice would you give to yourself at the very start of your dual qualification journey, if you had the chance to impart the knowledge that you you now have? You know what. What's something that you wish you'd done sooner? What's something that you thought would be, you know, uh, less challenging than it was? Anything that you would absolutely want your younger self to be aware of? Yeah. Um, Coming from Kenya, the understanding of the way or the route to qualification, I think, is something that we didn't have an appreciation for when we left at, at 18 to go to university we didn't, and all of us, I mean, there were several of us who were law students in England. Um, we didn't have the appreciation for how difficult it is to qualify uh, in England and what the route to qualification is and what is necessary in order for you to demonstrate, uh, as they used to say in, in, in those days, I don't know if they use it now, but it was very much commercial awareness was the, the key word. And so from that perspective, I wish I had understood the, the route entirely and what it would take. So getting the training contract, for example, still to this day is a very difficult task. And I was one of the lucky ones who was able to secure one um, at a time when, you know, there was a recession hitting and um, I didn't think that it would be something that would be open to me. So definitely understand the route to qualification in, in the UK and what it takes. And I think it's changed now, you know, from what I know, uh, the LPC has changed and the way in which you get, a, you know, qualified is, is much faster than it was when I was qualifying. So getting to grips with that would be that my advice to anyone looking to be dual qualified. I think it's a superb answer, but I'm afraid as a as a law graduate more years ago than I care to admit, you have unfortunately <laughs> triggered my PTSD by using <laughs> expressions such as commercial awareness and, and, and LPC. But uh, you are forgiven for what has been a, a wonderfully informative um, podcast. And I, I don't say that this won't be the, the last time that you feature on this series, because I am well aware that we are very aligned in a lot of thinking on a great number of topics but for for today thank you so much for your insight Jerry, on the dual qualification component to your practice where it came from what it has brought you and what it can deliver for you and others in the future thank you so much for making the time today no worries thank you for having me and good luck to everyone out there looking to become dual qualified And if you are new to the Africa Legal Podcast, be sure to subscribe to us via wherever you listen to your podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. And in a similar vein, don't forget to subscribe to Jerry Talks Law, which is also available on every one of the platforms that I just mentioned. 